and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. If you're looking for a place to belong, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high-quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy, so thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization, and donations are tax-deductible. So would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support, and may God bless you. So we are delighted to be here with you this week. We're going to talk about the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 16, and Jesus choosing us, where he chooses us first, and so our identity is found in him. I chose you is going to be the topic for our discussion this episode. So if you're ready for that, we are ready for you. So Michelle Benzinger, here we are. Heather Kim, ladies, how are we today? It's almost fall. Can we just say that? I know in South Texas, it's still the outer rims of purgatory, but I keep telling myself I was in Bed Bath & Beyond yesterday that it is almost fall. We're just going to keep telling ourselves that here. (laughs) I bought a fall candle. I'm pretending right now it's actually fall, but it's still 500 degrees outside. So (laughs) It's 500 degrees. That's awesome. Oh, it is full on fall up here it was like blowing rain leaves were everywhere like just suddenly it is fall in british columbia mm. how, are, how are you doing michelle down there mm-hmm. in florida it is because of all the hurricanes no the hurricanes did not affect us like we didn't get anything in poor bahamas but yeah. because the hurricane all the heat came to us so it was like 97 degrees mm. so i mean we have like heat indexes and everything and you know, I to decorate my front porch for fall is probably one of my favorite things that I do all year long. And I can't do it because they will melt. My mm-hmm. pumpkins will melt. So <laughs> like, come on, people. It is the middle of September. Get it together. Like we need some fall going on. So um, I, I love how we're like weather reporters at the beginning of our podcast. Like every time we're like, um, just we are. We always do that. Seriously. Yeah. We sound like little old women. Like, totally. You know, we are. I'm sitting here drinking there. my yeah. hot water and I'm um, talking about the weather. <laughs> Seriously. Perfect. 
<laughs> oh man, you know what? We we live in this place where there's several other convents on our property. And so one day my friend and I were just sitting there looking out the window and these people were driving up and like, now who's this? Like, what's happening right now? I'm like, oh my gosh, we become those old ladies that are like looking at other people. Like, it's happened to us. You know? You're like, wait, let me get a cat and complain about people walking on my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So good. Don't. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of places we could go there, but we're not going to. Okay, so <laughs> on to the next thing. Um, so we are going to, if you want to grab your Bible, people, or grab your Bible app, we are going to talk about um, from the Gospel of John, okay? So the Gospel of John, chapter 15, where Jesus speaks about himself being the true vine. And so we are going to guide our entire podcast um, through the lens of John 15, verse 16, where he says, Jesus says to us, he says, you did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide or your fruit should last. And so we're going to talk a bit about choosing and belonging. And I have um, just a wonderful priest friend who often uh, speaks to religious sisters. And I was listening to one of his homilies and he was speaking about, it was very beautiful. He was speaking about how in the heart of a woman is a deep well a deep well of longing. And he said, she longs to be chosen and she longs to be pursued and to be protected and sacrificed for. And I was just thinking about every human heart. We as the bride, every human heart longs to be chosen. But I think in a special way, there's a special nuance to the heart of a woman, especially in an area of relationship and belonging where she longs to be chosen. So Michelle, I know this is dear to your heart, uh, the the vine dresser and the vineyard and all of these things. So just kind of in light of the desire to belong and to be chosen, I kind of want to give you the first, just like the first step into this discussion about this particular passage that Jesus is telling us about. Yeah, when we were discussing even doing this, and I love John 15, and it is like one of my, I mean, any kind of garden language, like I'm your girl, and um, (laughs) I just love everything about it in the context of scripture, in the context of the church, and just the context of everyday life. But when I was thinking about John 15 and just being chosen, like you were saying, like being chosen, but being attached to the vine, like that Mm -hmm. you belong to something. And I was actually telling this story this past weekend um, when I was in Nashville, and it was just interesting. It was just praying through the summer, and um, we were just dealing with some counseling stuff with our children about attachment stuff. And um, my counselor asked me, like, what does secure attachment look like? And she gave me this thing to pray through, and so I was praying through. And, and the, the whole line came up that we've already discussed in the podcast, like the Chronicles of Narnia. Like, you know, he is not safe, but he is good, you know. And so the Lord, I was just praying through this and praying this for my one of my children and this whole, um, like, scripture thing to pray through. And the Lord, I just really felt like he was speaking to my heart. He said, I may not be safe, but I am secure, that means mm-hmm. I always have you. You are always in my grasp. I always have you. Mm-hmm. I've never let go. This is where I have been. Mm-hmm. And it was like this huge like epiphany moment for me, the difference between safe, because I think like because I think for women Yeah, can you talk about safe? Like when you talk about that, like what when you mean safe, like what you're defining as safe there. Like like when I think of safe, like nothing bad will ever happen to me. Like safe, you know, like and that's mm-hmm. just not the gospel. Like mm-hmm. we are live in a fallen world, mm-hmm. so things are gonna happen. But mm-hmm. knowing that, okay, things may not be safe, but secure, even if something happens like that, you know, is hard or broken or death, he still has me in his hands that he hasn't let go, Amen. that he has me, he has my children, he has all of us, and that I can trust 
his attachment to me is secure and he will never let go. And so knowing that, like that I am secure also just helps me like put my root system down that I am chosen. Like he has me, he's not going to let me go. And that like what chosen is part of my identity. He is coming after me, you know, and he will always Mm -hmm. be there. Like, and just really like we say this and I love it. Like when we did the life of the beloved Henry Nouwen study, I love it. He always talks about chosenness and he says, one thing I love, he says, you have to claim and reclaim Mm -hmm. your chosenness over and over and over again. It is not just a one-time uh, thing, yeah. which don't we wish it was like our spiritual life? Like, hey, I got this last week. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go through this. Or I got yeah. this five years ago. Mm-hmm. Why are we revisiting this? But mm-hmm. like, it's constantly mm-hmm. claiming or reclaiming our chosenness. Yeah. What about you, Heather? Oh, I love this topic. <laughs> I was like, just listening to everything you're saying. I was like, yes, yes, and amen. <laughs> oh, I have a lot of thoughts about it. I mean, I think particularly what you were saying, Michelle, about like God has us. And uh, that has been speaking to me on such a deep level over the last several months. And there's a, there's a song, I've mentioned it like a few times on the podcast, because I can't get enough of it, because it keeps speaking the same message over and over again. It's called Highs and Lows mm. by Hillsong Young and Free. Oh, yeah. And just the lines are so beautiful. So I just want to read a little part of it. It says, uh, um, tell me, where could I run? From your light, where could I hide? Hemmed within your precious thoughts, there's no hiding from your love. Highs and lows, Lord, you're with me either way it goes. Should I rise or should I fall? Even so, Lord, your mercy is an even flow. You're too good to let me go. Mm -hmm. And this whole thing about God Mm. never leaves Mm. us. He is loyal and he is faithful. And this is something for for most of us, we don't know this on a really deep level in any relationships that we have. You know, for most of us, there's a considerable amount of brokenness mm-hmm. um, that is in, and woundedness involved in our relationships, and there's been a lot of hurt there. So it's something that I think on just on a human level, it's hard for us to understand what God's love and loyalty is like, because He never leaves. Like mm-hmm. we are always with him. He doesn't get tired of us. He doesn't say at some point like, oh, I'm so sick of this. I'm just going to leave for a bit. Or, you know, you're doing pretty good. So I'm going to go check on so-and-so who's not doing good. You're fine. You're on your own. Like he is always, always with us because we belong to him. And the belonging is so, so deep. And I think we need to hear that with not just our ears, but with our hearts. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of the core desires of every human being to know that we belong, that we that we are cherished, that we are known, mm-hmm. and that we are loved for who we are. And I remember we were at a restaurant, our family was uh, just having breakfast after mass one morning, and this woman came up and um, was was just talking to us, who we've known forever. And one of my kids, when she was little, she just said, um, do you know who I am? And the woman just looked at her and she said, I've never met you. I don't know who you are, but I know who you belong to. Mm. And I was like... Okay. There was just something when she said that I was like, gosh, like that is all of us. Like, I may not know who you are, who's listening to this podcast or whatever, but I know who you belong to. And, and there's something that is certain about that, uh, for, for us as children of God, uh, we belong to him. And there's no way around that. Like through our baptism, we belong to him. We have come into his family. We've been grafted, you know, onto Christ. We are a beloved son and daughter. But for many of us, these are just words that kind of circle around and we find it very hard to believe it on a deep level. But this is what Jesus is inviting us into is I don't just want you to hear it. I want you to know it. Mm -hmm. I want you to know and experience 
it belonging and being chosen. Mm-hmm. How about you, sister? Mm-hmm. What are some of your thoughts? Amen. Oh my gosh. Amen to both of you. And I think really, I have been pondering this very reality too. And I think what we're speaking about at the deepest levels is identity mm-hmm. of who we are. And this is a profound reality because we so often define ourselves by so many different things. And these things many times don't last. So when we come into suffering or areas of our life, our identity is challenged or we have identity wounds that are triggered because um, our identity is not yet settled completely and totally on the foundation of Christ. And I know for myself that has been a a massive work that God is doing lately in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. It's been just, wow, just piercing to the core and, and amen, because it has me look at places where my identity is not set in the right place, where he's calling me to, um, release those areas, even if they've grown comfortable and secure, right? We make friends with all kinds of things to kind of protect us at times or to strive or to, to have all these different kind of fig leaves. I just had been more aware of my own fig leaves. And, but I was just considering in this gospel passage, because Christ chooses us he is the one who initiates the gift. He chooses and he never changes his mind. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we often, if it was up to us, it would be a huge battle of is this true or not. But because it's Christ, because, you know, even when he creates in the garden, when God creates, you know, he says, behold, it is good. And at the end, you know, when he creates Adam and Eve, he says, behold, it is very good. And God has not changed his mind. He hasn't, Mm. he hasn't changed Mm -mm. his mind about you or me, no matter where we find ourselves in life. And so because the relationship is initiated and sustained in Christ, which means that we can release ourselves to rest in that identity and to bear fruit with him because fruit comes from union between the two Mm. lovers. Right. And that fruit lasts. Amen, girl. Woo. Can we rewind? I want to hear it again. (laughs) That was good. Yeah. That was good truth. And because, you know, we, because we know we, we uh, her, um, Michelle, you brought up Henry Nowen, and we all, the three of us love Henry Nowen. And, you know, I love that, that I think it's from Life of the Beloved. He says, being the beloved is the core truth of our existence. And being the beloved is being chosen. And we, we, we tell ourselves, oh, that's not a big deal. I don't really care. Like when people brush us off or people don't hear us or don't see us, we're like, it's not a big deal. It's totally a big deal. Because like you're saying, Heather, it is the deepest desire of the human heart to be seen and known and loved, to be completely naked and to be loved in our deepest poverty mm-hmm. and to be loved there and brought into communion right there, that we ache for that. We, and that's exactly what Christ brings us. Yeah. Exactly. And I think in those places where we have been wounded in other relationships, the path to healing is to is to bring those wounds to Jesus who is the fulfillment of everything that we're longing for in those other relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, so if we've had relationships where things have broken down, which is all of us, and we have been rejected mm-hmm. or, you know, not chosen or whatever, like to bring that pain to Jesus who always chooses us and who never changes, like you said, can be mm-hmm. incredibly healing and restorative. It's not just, okay, I have this separate relationship with God, and then I have this separate relationship with people. Amen. God restores all mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. to who he is. Amen. And I think going back to what Sister said, like I'm just going to read the quote from Henry Nouwen from Life of the Beloved, and it says, When we claim and constantly reclaim the truth of being the chosen ones, we soon discover within ourselves a deep desire to reveal, reveal to others their own chosenness. Instead of making us feel that we are better, more precious or valuable than others, or our awareness of being chosen opens our eyes to the chosenness of others. That is the great joy of being chosen, the discovery that others are chosen as well. In the house of God, there are many mansions. There is a place for everyone, a unique, special place. 
Once we deeply trust that we ourselves are precious in in God's eyes, we are able to recognize the preciousness of others and their unique place in God's heart. Mm. So it is like, okay, I mean, there's a reason why you are chosen. I have chose you. You didn't chose chose me. Then go and bear fruit because that is our root system. Our mm-hmm. chosenness is our root system. Mm-hmm. And how many times do we dig up our roots? Are like are we like I was looking at this tree because we live in an old historical part of town where there was like a sidewalk and there was this huge beautiful like oak tree, but like half the root is up and half of it's down. And I was like, oh gosh, if this is not mm-hmm. just such a picture of my life sometimes. Like I'm half like a totally rooted down roots really really deep and then half <laughs> so up true. because I'll pull it out because I'll be like, okay, I'm chosen. Hold that thought. I need to go work this out by myself, you know, and then I'll come back to my chosenness mm-hmm. or I need to strive or hustle for my identity. And then I'll come back to being chosenness and rest in that, you know, and like that mm-hmm. is what the Lord is trying to um, say. It was really interesting. I was praying this week in my prayer time and the Lord was trying to teach me something. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're trying to teach me. Hello. You know, cliff notes, baby, cliff notes, you know, these are, mm-hmm. and he was like, he goes, mm-hmm. you do a lot of stuff too, instead of um, from. And I was like, what are you saying? You and he, and he was like, you love, you know, for you know, you love for love to receive love. And he said, instead of loving from love to love, oh. like you know, where I was trying to That's go good. that, you know. And I was like, what I would, I'm like, Lord, what are you trying? He's like, you know, and he's like, I'm telling you to rest mm-hmm. and then work. You mm-hmm. know, come from rest mm-hmm. to work. I mean, to, you know, and just like you start at these essential things. These are my root systems. I should be rooted in love, rooted in rest, rooted in trust. And then those will beget those things that I want in my life. Instead, I think I have to earn them. Like, I think if I, you know, like I've had to do that, I have to love to be loved. You know, I have to rest and work really hard to get rest. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's not something you earn. It's something you receive. Oh, it's so true. And just the whole idea of receptivity. Like, what does it really look like? You know, we throw that word around. Mm-hmm. We say, like, in, like, the feminine genius, yes, women are receptive. We threw the theology of the body less- lesson, women are receptive. This is who we are. But, I mean, gosh darn it, can we put down the stuff that's in our hands and really receive what the Lord has for us, you know? Like, and really trust in that and lean into that and, like, actually lean into His love, lean into His rest, lean into His trust, and not only lean, stay there and exhale, you know? stay there and just be in that position. You know, what about you, Heather? Yeah, that's such a good reminder what you're talking about in regards to the fruit, you know, that that's not something we have to hustle to do. And I think many of us, it's so ingrained in us to just like, I got to work harder, be stronger, be more productive, like just get it done, uh, whatever it might be, or feel the burden of what we're not doing. And there's something so relieving to hear like, no, the fruit is going to come because I'm resting in Jesus. The fruit is going to come because I'm in union with Jesus. The fruit is going to come because I'm resting in the truth that I belong to him. Like what a relief, don't you think? Like, I'm like, wow, this is so upside down and backwards. And that is the kingdom, right? Isn't it upside down and backwards that you, you lose your life to find it. It it is one of those principles. It's like, you don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. to make the fruit other than Allow yourself to be in the presence of Jesus, Mm -hmm. grow in union with him and just belong to him. Just let yourself belong and rest in that knowledge. Like to me, that's what like, wow, I just want to take a big sigh of relief. That's that's an incredibly beautiful thing. And to say Mm -hmm. I'm able to offer that to other people because I'm experiencing it in my relationship with God 
is one of the basic principles, mm-hmm. you know, of Christianity, but one that's very hard to live. You know, I think we need these reminders. Yeah. We do. And I think it's something we always have to come back to. And St. Paul talks about that in his letter to the Ephesians when he talks about us being rooted and grounded in love. Mm-hmm. And really what you both are, what you both are talking about is the proper order of the human person. And many times we're trying to produce fruit or we're worried about the fruit, but the roots aren't in place you know, and that's bound to fail. And that's bound to have like a fruit that doesn't last, a fruit that rots very quickly or a fruit that is destructive versus the abiding fruit where that, which like you said, Heather, and like we talked about in one of our other, other podcasts, like that tension between, um, you know, allowing God to work in our poverty and also cooperating with his mm-hmm. grace. It's that it's really not a contention. It's really the dance, right? The dance between that, like of, of, you know, when we rest and we allow God to do that, we cooperate with his grace and his fruit bears fruit. And so what we know that God produces things that are eternal and what, what is eternal is what is most true. So God produces fruits that are true and fruits that last. And that's mm-hmm. his desire for it. That's why we long for everlasting love. You know, we, I said, you know, I talk to audiences now and I think we talked about this where, you know, in every, in the Western world, you know, in every fairy tale ends with, and they lived happily ever after. And most people don't know that's actually a Christian worldview. The reason why that we're fairy tales in the West end like that is because it's a Christian worldview and we desire to live happily ever after. And that's really what Christ is telling us is like, this is, you come into me, abide in me, you're going to have fruit and we're going to live happily ever after. <laughs> and that's what we want, you know? And I think, you know, Michelle, you were talking about, I know you kind of, you were talking about a quote from Henry Nouwen about successfulness versus fruitfulness, which I think is really uh, important to nuance because many times we think if we're successful at something, it's fruitful, but that's not necessarily the case. So do you want to talk about the nuance between the two? Because really what we're after in a relationship with Christ is, is fruitfulness. Yeah. I think we have to look at things. One, I think we have to just find things like just because things are successful in a worldly sense, doesn't mean they're successful in an internal mm-hmm. se- sense. Like what are we called mm-hmm. where fruit is like you said, sister, it is something that will produce eternal fruit. It will last throughout the ages because it is something true and beautiful mm-hmm. and good. And I just know in my own life that really discerning is not hard for me to discern like good fruit, bad fruit or success. And like, that's successful or is this fruitful? It's when I have to discern between good and God's best. That is where I get the little gray area, you know, and Mm -hmm. where I decide, like for me, like what we decide, like a big thing for all of us women, whether you're working, whether you're at home, whether your commitments, like for us, like even in ministry, what I say yes to and what I say no to, you know, like what are my yeses and what are my no's? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we'll say, well, it's just this event, like this is bearing good fruit. Mm -hmm. Like I need to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, look at all the people it's affecting you know and so but am I looking at it through the eyes of the world where it's people where I see numbers Mm. am I looking at followers or am I looking at disciples there's a huge difference like there is a huge difference Mm -hmm. and I think for me I often take myself out of the equation whether or not it's good fruit I will do like I will say yes to something and I was like well it's bearing good fruit I should do this even though that I am exhausted I am tired I will serve like this is like this is like Mm -hmm. fruit of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. I need to do this like I need to serve where I'm not taking care of my own like eternal garden inside Mm -hmm. of me you know I take myself out of the equation whether Mm -hmm. it's good fruit or not in my life you know and or I'm bearing good fruits Mm -hmm. and for me it goes back to that root system Mm -hmm. you know do I have a peace what is Mm -hmm. my heart position Am I saying yes to this because I want to be seen Mm. or I want to look like I'm me as like, I'm capable. I can handle Mm -hmm. anything. Like just bring it on, bring it on, you know? And so I overcommit, you know, and then I'm exhausted. That is not good fruit. Mm -hmm. You know, the good fruit is something that is going to produce Mm -hmm. fruits of the spirits Mm -hmm. and it will last. And I think a lot of times for us, like with any kind of fruit, there is a maturity process. 
you know, and it takes a long time and it is a process. And we want, man, don't we want that miracle growth? We want that miracle growth right there. We're put miracle grow on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. On. We're going to bring it on out. And really, like the works of God, the ones that last. This is sponsored by Miracle Grow. <laughs> Just kidding. We should get them to sponsor. <laughs> Wouldn't that be lovely? Sorry, sorry Michelle. Oh, no, you're fine. People. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. no, but yes, continue. Um, but for me, I'm like, okay, like really the m- movements of God usually organic, slow, maturing process kind of things. And that is the fruit that's yeah. going to last. And darn it, doesn't that stink? Like, come on, um, microwave this baby. Come on, you know, here it's we go. Mm-hmm. What about you, Heather? I had a peach this summer when I went to my mom's house. I was like, I missed dinner and I was running out the door. I was visiting with her and and I had to go to another meeting. And I, so I just like grabbed a peach and I was like, yes, this is going to be so awesome. And I bit into it and it was like, Bleh. like, I just wanted to spit it right out of my mouth because it was tasteless. It was, it wasn't like when I think of a, a good peach, it's like the juice is going to run down your chin, yeah. you know? Oh, and girl. I'm like, this is the kind mm-hmm. of fruit, but we often settle for fruit that is tasteless in our life. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. I think for, for moms in particular, and, and I have fallen into this so many times, like I'm starting to grow out of this stage, but you end up saying yes to a lot of things because you don't want to say no. You feel bad about saying no. And so you say oh, yes gosh, to yeah. so many things and then you don't have the capacity to love your children well, serve your family well, because you've spent it elsewhere. You know, and that doesn't mean we shouldn't serve other people, but I think we have to we have to be letting all of this flow again from the source who is Jesus of our connection with Jesus. And mm-hmm. also we need to be discerning. We need to be discerning about what we say yes to and where we spend our time and how we choose to love and serve people um, to be discerning about it. Mm -hmm. Because I think what you said is very true, Michelle, that often we can look at the fruit for another person and neglect ourselves Mm -hmm. and neglect our family in that and Mm -hmm. not see, you know, the abundant fruit there. It should be flowing uh, from the Lord and from our vocation Mm -hmm. and from our family, Mm -hmm. you know, to other people. Mm -hmm. Or we forget like if you're a young adult or college, like when is it going to bloom? When is it going to grow? And knowing that is that, you know, maturity process that things take time and that seed is there and it will bloom, but it takes time. And just Mm -hmm. because you can't see it doesn't mean that God's not moving. Like the growth is there. Mm -hmm. And that, especially for those of us that like, mothers are anyone that have prayed for someone or anyone that's prayed for family members. You know, the word of God does not come back void. You have planted a seed. Now you may not see the fruition, the side of eternity, but you have planted a seed and fruition will come about, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it takes time. Like it, the slow growth movements of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit take time. Sister, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to jump mm-hmm. in one sec. I like for, for young adults, I often say, you know, instead of looking for fruit within months, start thinking of like a decade. Yeah. Start thinking yeah. about a decade of like investing in mm-hmm. growing in integrity and character. You know, it's not mm-hmm. quick, no. uh, but that's when the root system is going to be strong. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sister. Oh no, not at all. And amen. I, that's so true. And don't we all look at different people's fruits or their vineyards, or we look at different stages of our life and, and we'll say, I'll be happy when, right. But that the cultivation is grown every day. I just want to read a little bit of the quote, um, Michelle, that you texted us uh, by Henry Nowen. It's so beautiful. And he says this, he says, success comes from strength, control, and respectability. Success brings many rewards and often fame. Fruits, however, come from weakness and vulnerability and fruits are unique. A child is the fruit conceived in vulnerability. Community is the fruit born through brokenness. And intimacy is the fruit that grows through touching one another's wounds. 
Let's mm-hmm. remind one another that what brings true healing and true joy is not successfulness, but fruitfulness. Mm. So that's the journey. That's the, that's the journey of the heart, right? Where our hearts are, are broken open in vulnerability and beauty and healing and receptivity. And it's, it's, those are the fruits. Like when we encounter the Holy Spirit, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He, you know, to receive, actually that word technically means to be open or to take into oneself. And so when we take the Holy Spirit into ourselves, so to speak, and allow His indwelling, which He does through our baptism, but when we allow that to really penetrate to the depths of us, His fruit manifests. Like that, When we allow people to come into us to be open and to receive them, then that's when the fruit is born. And so really that's what God is doing in our life. It's what He's saying is, I'm choosing you. Would you allow me to come into you? You know, hmm. Would you allow me to to be in the well of your deep longing. And, and I, don't, I don't want to squelch your well. I want to deepen your well, and I want to make it overflow. So you go ahead and long, girl, because I'm going to fulfill mm. it. You know? Amen. Amen. And I think what and what you said about the Henry Nouwen quote, like going back to the fig leaves, like we need those garden people in our life that are fig leaf friends. You know, they're like, uh-uh, don't put those yeah. fig leaves on, girl. That's not who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, stop trying to mm-hmm. be something that you are. Are I mean which are not like this is who you are. You know mm-hmm. you are chosen. You are beloved. And so we, I mean, we reiterate this point a lot on the podcast. But having those people that you can have intimacy and vulnerability with, and you know where mm-hmm. you are just wrecked, you know, and mm-hmm. they're there to come, you know, alongside of you. And remember, like, all right, get back in the dirt, girl. Come on, tending your garden. Mm-hmm. Get back in the dirt. And they mm-hmm. remind you that mm-hmm. he is faithful. Mm-hmm. You know, he is faithful. And for the guys listening to our podcast, I think that's a that's a huge area that most men struggle with. And John Eldridge is excellent at talking about some of these themes about posing and hiding and trying to look like you're something yeah. that you're not. And I think there's a lot of pressure on men, mm-hmm. you know, to to be the strong one, to be the protector, to be everything, you know, that mm-hmm. everybody needs around you. And meanwhile, inside, you might feel very small or very ill-equipped or whatever it might be. And so Mm -hmm. to be able to look at those things and really find the security and strength in the Lord instead of in what people Mm -hmm. expect you to be, I just think that's a a great place to dive into Mm -hmm. as well. Oh, yes. And every, yeah, and uh, every human heart is the well of longing. So men have deep longings as well. And like you said, Heather, many times men uh, don't know how to express it or they don't feel safe enough to express those things or they feel kind of weak if I have these deep longings. But because we're made for Christ, every single person has like that well of longing. So, mm-hmm. amen. 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 Well, my lovely ladies, it is time for our one thing. I don't know why I went into that accent, but here we are. Um, <laughs> So it's because Downton Abbey's in the theaters or something. Dude, I know. Can we just talk about that for a second? That's not my one thing. But like, what more is there to say? Like, what what it's going to happen? And I haven't seen the trailer, so don't hate me. But like, what what more is there to happen in Downton Abbey? We've already yeah. had like several seasons. Yeah. Anyway, I know. I just I, to say I'm that. kind of with you. I mean, I want to go see it, but at the same time, I know it's going to be like, like what can we're going to get so so excited about something that's happening in the story, and then every five minutes, it's going to fall to complete destruction. Bell. <laughs> it's, like, it's such a misery. <laughs> All right, girls, our one thing for the week. I'm just going to start. So I love Spotify. Can we just talk about how much I like Spotify? And um, I know everyone and their brother, I mean, there's a group called Need to Breathe. I think they were at Seek this last year. They came to Seek. And I have recently been very edified and just really just spoken to by one of their songs um, called A Place Only You Can Go. Hmm. And part of the lyrics, uh, it's just a really honest song about brokenness and openness and desiring for healing and hope and love. And and the part of the lyrics say, I'm, oh, I know.
know this song won't do enough to prove my love to you, but in my heart you'll always know there is a place only love can go, there is a place only you can go. And I was thinking that in the heart of Christ, there's only a place that we can go and where we're hmm. where we're found there and in, in, in the heart. So I'm going to offer that song to our listeners, A Place Only You Can Go by Need It To Breathe. That's my one thing. Sweet. There's this uh, young couple that I know who I just adore, uh, Jesse and Kathleen. And they have a new little baby and they're singers. They have a little group called a guy and a girl. They're like oh, just cute. the cutest couple. Uh-huh. Guys, shout out to you because you're so amazing. Anyway, they did a cover of a Need to Breathe song oh. and Need to Breathe put it on their Instagram stories. It's so sweet. Oh. Yeah, so sweet. Anyway, I'm going to post it because just because you brought it you up should. and I love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Heather, what's your one thing? It's the best one thing ever. Oh, okay. Just well, going to say. I mean, not to talk it up, but things. I feel pretty, I feel, I pre- feel pretty okay, confident in this all right. one. Bring it on. Okay. So Father Josh Johnson, mm-hmm. when he was here for our women's conference mm-hmm. in April, uh, we got into a conversation about St. Therese and he was talking about St. Therese and we were sharing some stories about St. Therese who we just adore and she's been such a pivotal part of our story all the way along. And I could tell you miracles that have happened with St. Therese's intercession for us. And she's very dear to me. Um, Jake, my husband, went to our P.O. box the other day and came home with a little gift from Father Josh. It is a first, it is a first class relic of St. Therese. No, it's and not. It's, a, it's, oh, it's, her awesome. ha- it's her hair. Shut up. And I just... I, I, I just grabbed it and held it to my heart and sat down for like a solid hour. I just held her close to my heart and I don't know what to say. Father Josh, like, how do you say thank you for something like that? Like I was just so overwhelmed with gratitude and the blessing and his generosity. I don't think I could give that away to somebody. And he did. And he did it for me and my family. And I'm so incredibly grateful and Father Josh, you're the best. I'm praying for you for life, man. You got oh. it. <laughs> so. Oh, that, that is, is awesome. that, that is the best one thing that ever. That is so great. Father Josh, you are awesome, yeah, buddy. Yes. Yeah, that is great. Um, okay, mine isn't as great as Heather's, but it's still pretty good. No, nobody's is. Wah, wah. Seriously. Um, Sad trumpet. It is the most um, wonderful time of the year again. College football oh, is back. Is. So, of course, that is going to be <laughs> my one thing. It's the most wonderful uh, time of the year. Y'all, if you could see Sister Nye's text messages during the game. Like, songs. I was like, college football yes. is back. And I was like, do you think it should have its own liturgical it season? Should. She's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, we are universal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Should it have its own liturgical mm-hmm. color? Like, we are really having these conversations, these conversations about the game. <laughs> but uh, it, it's just amazing. I just love everything about it. I love just... Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just makes me happy. It brings that warm fuzziness inside. I've even so, watched yes. two games Jeez. just to try to be your friends in football season. Just I've <laughs> taken on a team, Notre Dame football, that's it. And can we, can I'm really trying, people. I'm really trying. <laughs> this is really, really funny. Michelle, this is really funny. We're on this text thread together, the three of us. And like last week, Michelle is texting me. She's like, sister, who do you think is going to win the game between, um, was it Notre Dame? Who was it? Notre Dame. And uh, I don't know, something like that. And uh, no, it was one of your sons was like, who's sister Miriam's favorite college football team? Yeah, and before I could answer, Heather's like, well, in just case anybody wants to know, mine is Notre Dame. But thanks for <laughs> asking. Notre Dame, yeah. <laughs> I was like, talk amongst yourselves, <laughs> just in case you're wondering, which you weren't. <laughs> uh, I'm trying. Crying, people, and it's not, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> oh, Michelle. Okay, sorry. I've interrupted you like 12 times today. Yes, dear. 
College football. No, you're f- totally fine. But I was going to say, Heather, we acknowledge your trying, and we are so proud. We're we just going to give you a gold star I or maybe a little I'm gold trying football to blossom or something. Here. Speaking of fruit. You are. <laughs> you are. You know, you Canadian girl, way to go. Way to embrace college football. <laughs> and so, um, no. I love you guys. Uh, all good. Well, amen. Yeah. Well, can I just well, say one thing before we end, sister? Yes. I just cut you off. We're we're really working it today. <laughs> we're like, hey, no, before, no, let me say <laughs> before we move on. Yeah. On our final note, I just want to say thank you to all the people who have supported us and donated on our Patreon page. You guys are the best. Mm-hmm. It really has been overwhelming and humbling, and I just mm-hmm. am like blown away by people's generosity. So I just want to say thank you to each person who has donated to us to support the mission of Abiding Together. Um, I'm incredibly grateful and I've been praying for you, uh, every day. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for your, our listeners are just wonderful. So we're very grateful for, um, how you believe in us and just how you pray for us as well. And so we are delighted to, to be with on you on the journey. So dear friends from the words of Jesus, he says to you right now in your heart, wherever you find yourself, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit that will abide fruit that last. And we want you to know, dear listeners, that you are loved and that you are seen and that you are chosen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.